This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by McCain, a leader in the prepared potato industry on a journey to create planet-friendly food. Learn more at mccain.com sustainability. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. President Joe Biden has made his pick for the next chief ag negotiator at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative. Longtime USDA aide Doug McCaleb has been tapped as the presumptive nominee for the role, which would require Senate confirmation. McCaleb has held numerous roles throughout the federal government, including as an aide to Secretary Tom Vilsack, as well as a White House official during the Obama administration. He's currently serving as a senior trade and domestic policy advisor to Vilsack at USDA. The position has been vacant for the duration of the Biden administration, as has been the trade undersecretary role at the Department of Agriculture. Alexis Taylor is currently going through the confirmation process for that role and is awaiting a confirmation hearing before the Senate Ag Committee. McCaleb's process, however, will be governed by the Senate Finance Committee. Bill Thompson has more in his story on agripulse.com. Speaking of trade, a new report encourages a little more bipartisanship on the subject. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. The Cato Institute is out with a new report making the case for bringing back bipartisan support for free trade and hosted a midday event today on the subject. Pennsylvania Republican Senator Pat Toomey, who stood for free trade even when that meant opposing former President Donald Trump, said bipartisan support has slipped in part because few members of Congress want to oppose a president of their own party. America is not playing the leadership role that we have played historically that we should be playing. Jonathan Gold of the National Retail Federation agreed. He said free trade helps retailers with import needs and also opportunities abroad. We've got to get away from imports bad, exports good. I think imports and exports are just as important to each other. Imports help drive exports. Toomey said sometimes constituents ask him why the U.S. doesn't manufacture things anymore. He says they overlook growth in manufacturing, perhaps because it's changed. We do it with fewer workers. It's more automated. It's, it's done in different industries. And with, you know, we make different things. So it's not as visible. He says technology has improved the standard of living, yet hiring enough workers remains a major economic hurdle. Toomey and Gold would like to see lower tariffs and progress on free trade agreements with U.S. partners like the United Kingdom and Kenya. Worth noting, though, Toomey dropped his support for the proposed Trans-Pacific Partnership during a tight 2016 re-election campaign. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Finally today, the House Ag Committee's Farm Bill Oversight brought the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program to the forefront today. AgriPulse's Hannah Peggle has more. As Congress examines the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program in the upcoming Farm Bill, stakeholders say it should explore expanding eligibility and updating the program to match current technologies. A House Ag subcommittee held a hearing today to gather perspectives on the SNAP program. Ty Jones-Cox is the Vice President of Food Assistance at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. She says Congress should eliminate barriers that prevent certain groups from accessing SNAP benefits. About a half of adults over 60 participate in SNAP. Certain immigrants and college students who are experiencing food insecurity do not qualify for SNAP, and others are reluctant to participate or unaware they are qualified. SNAP's three-month time limit on non-disabled unemployed adults excludes many unemployed or underemployed workers, including veterans. And residents of Puerto Rico, America, Samoa, and the Northern Marinara Islands are excluded from SNAP and instead receive food assistance through block grant programs that are not as responsive as SNAP. 
Jones-Cox says the program should also be updated to keep up with technological advancements. Participants and agencies are used to having to make do with outdated systems, and participants are accustomed to having subpar service, and this should no longer be acceptable in our federal programs. Next Tuesday, the House Ag Committee will hold another hearing to gain stakeholder perspectives on non-SNAP USDA nutrition programs. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peggle. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by McCain. As the leader in the prepared potato industry, McCain embarked on a journey to create planet-friendly food, committing to implementing regenerative agricultural practices across 100% of their potato acreage worldwide by the end of the decade. Learn more at mccain.com sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.